Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about faith, family, freedom, the state of Illinois, our nation, and conservative action. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. I'm Monty Larrick, and this is... Dave Smith. The Executive Director of the Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action. We have a lot of ground to cover today, <laughs> and to help us do that is the Reverend Calvin Lindstrom. Woo-hoo! He is the pastor of the Church of Christian Liberty and Christian Liberty Academy in Arlington Heights. He's also on the board with uh, Illinois Family Action. That is correct. Happy so, to serve. Well, good. Glad to hear that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, longtime board member for years now. So, Pastor, legal high-potency marijuana is coming to Illinois soon. January, right? That's yeah. Correct. Yep. How will your church incorporate <laughs> marijuana into the worship experience? <laughs> well, uh, we probably could get a few more people coming out to church if we uh, did that. Um, no, it, it is. This is just an experiment in crazy, and uh, I, I just can't imagine. You know, if it's been bad in Colorado and in other states. Um, I can hardly imagine the tsunami that's going to be hitting hitting our state, especially as it's wrapped up in this social justice wrapper. Um, that's rhymes right. with another word, but... Uh, Equity <laughs> and all that stuff, uh, you're right. Just yeah. the, the perversion and the manipulation used to bring this about is uh, absurd. But uh, Well, I, I'm thinking that a lot of people are going to say, well, okay, it's here, um, but... My kids won't be impacted. My kids go to a good uh, church, a Bible-believing church like uh, Church of Christian Liberty, and uh, they're going to be kind of off limits. What do you think? When when law changes, it no doubt reflects more than just uh, you know a policy. It, it's a it's a worldview. That's right. It so, teaches it teaches the culture what is good, what is right, what is moral, what is not. Right. So laws can't end all evil, obviously. But they, there is a broader, uh, certainly people who say, well, laws don't do anything. Well, that, that's ridiculous. We have all sorts of laws. The Illinois legislature passes thousands of uh, right. well, bills. Uh, maybe they're not all technically laws every year. So n- no doubt it, it, is, uh, it, it adds to the perspective. Um, and it, it's, it's obviously not a, not a good one. You know, this is what scares me is the fact that uh, we're going to be uh, – in Illinois, teaching, we've taught that medical marijuana, well, it's medicine. Now, recreational marijuana, this is good for leisure, unwinding, and relaxing. And, you know, we're throwing away what was done in the 80s, right, where it was, this is your brain on drugs. Remember remember those ads, you know, the, the, the perception of risk was high. Therefore, the use went down in our culture. Drug use went down. Now we've got governments, state governments all over the place saying, no, this is good. This is a, rec- a revenue source. This right. is okay. Uh, and so perceived risk is going plummeting, plummeting. And as a result, use is skyrocketing. Um, and it's going to create all kinds of problems for us, especially as young people under 25, because the brain is still developing until 25, 26 years old, uh, you're going to have people with permanent brain damage. And how do libertarians say, this is good for the nanny state? I, I don't get it. The, um, some of the news today was uh, Lake County is going after Jewel 
for marketing Jewel to being J-U-U-L. Not That's right, yeah. The, not the grocery store. Yeah, not, not right. Exactly. We should explain that. In, in term, they're accusing Jewel of marketing their uh, vaping, devices. vaping devices to, to children. And so it's interesting. Here, here is a local government saying, uh, this is a danger to children. That's right. But That's now right. our state officially is yeah. saying. Well, just wait. 30 years from right. now, we're going to be suing big marijuana, just right. like we did big tobacco, saying, look at all these uh, health consequences that we've had to pay for right. over the year. By the way, Jewel, uh, guess who's a major investor in Jewel? Guessing someone from Chicago. Well, how about Pritzker family? Oh, no conflict of interest. No conflict there. of interest. There. Funny how that works uh, here in Chicago, <laughs> and all these lawmakers who have now uh, ties. The, That's right. The main sponsor of the bill, Kelly Cassidy's quote unquote wife, uh, is now uh, going to be heading up a major marijuana industry here in Illinois. Um, isn't that a nice coincidence? And surprise, surprise! These big marijuana interests gave campaign contributions to lawmakers. Of course they did. To help encourage a vote for legalization. Where, where was the Tribune, for instance, before the vote on this was taken? Why couldn't have they uh, had that story before they uh, voted to legalize? Uh, well, I don't know if it was out there yet. Yeah. Uh, just, just to go back on some history that's probably been forgotten. Was it Marty Moylan was trying to, right. to get s- a resolution to slow down? He, wh- did, he did have a resolution, and he had over 60 sponsors, which means... In theory, uh, they didn't have enough to go forward. But um, unfortunately, Calvin, some Republicans were working with the Democrats in, in the General Assembly in Springfield and worked to um, mitigate some of the uh, problems and concerns that some lawmakers had. And once they hit a, you know, a sweet spot, uh, enough of the lawmakers, including six Republicans in the state of Illinois, uh, who voted for this legislation? Three in the in the House and three in the Senate, uh, and they they um, colluded, if you will, with the George Soros folks to get this passed in Illinois. Well, you're on the board of Illinois Family Action. Um, will this force you, as a member of the board, to take another look at these lawmakers? Some who say they're pro-life, etc. That hey. You've taken a bad vote here, and we're going to have to hold you accountable. I, I think we, we're going to have to do that. I, I you know, we're, It's been a little while time since we were reviewing all the candidates and, and all the races. That's but, coming up um, soon again. <laughs> we, sadly, when, when you're in this battle, there's a lot of discouragement, isn't there? Yes. And, and you, have to, you have to try to fight back. You can't just let the discouragement keep you from doing anything and— uh, you know, we, we recognize our voice is that. I mean, what we have is a voice. Yeah. We can't we can't control. We can't manipulate. We can speak the truth, and and that's what we have to try to focus. That's right. On on doing, and that includes you know maybe lawmakers that are good on a lot of issues, and they they have to hear, they have to hear from us. Uh, well, it seems to me, especially on the national level, the left wing of the Democratic Party certainly has more influence on at least policy uh, uh, for the Democratic par- Party, um, just the the squad, quote-unquote, you know, the four uh, Democratic women um, who, who have an unbelievable influence in the Democratic Party. It, it doesn't seem as though the right, the conservative, Christian conservatives have the same kind of influence in Republican Party politics nationally and certainly not in Illinois, though we're yeah. trying to change that. 
Yeah, I, and and maybe some of our perceived power was more an illusion. Yeah, and and in some cases, I think it was candidates who were happy to have Christians go door to door, do all the hard work, and then really not give them much at the table. That's right. Uh, that manipulation has been going on actually for maybe longer than than we think at, at right. some level. So, uh, power is. Uh, is an elixir, <laughs> and it uh, it's a temporary high uh, as long as we're on the subject. Well, well marijuana is an elixir for everything now, is <laughs> right, my yeah. understanding. And and that maybe that's right. maybe that's, that's right. what we have to try to focus on is our message, our our witness as Christians is is not the same thing as those who are trying to get you know this political uh, patronage and and other things. We're we're we're, we're trying to be salt. And light. That's what we have to keep as as we're our representatives focus. of a foreign kingdom. That's right, uh, a kingdom that we want to advance here on earth. A- amen. So there, there is. A, yeah, we're not. Uh, our ends are not uh, justify the means. That's right. That's so. Right. <laughs> you know what? We we have to be honest and realize who we are and what our calling is. And yeah, where we can serve. Where and, and in some cases, Christians have been a, a tremendous influence beyond what we are able to see in Illinois. Absolutely. You know, I so, I was just at a forty day for life uh, luncheon, and the fact is, there are literally hundreds of thousands of children saved, not from laws being passed, though I am very much in favor of that, but because of silent, prayerful witnesses in front of abortion clinics. We've got women who are in a crisis pregnancy who are in, you know, emotional distress, and they're praying out to God, you know, I have no other choice. And they just say, Lord, give me a sign. And all of a sudden, they see somebody praying out in front and say, whoa, that's my sign. I'm turning around. No, that that's right, and and I know we've we've seen some of that even through our own small efforts as a school and a church to be out at some of the abortion clinics. You don't you don't need to have a huge campaign. No. To to do good. Now, I am glad to see uh, some of those great billboards. Uh, yes. Abortion takes human life on fifty three and another location. That's so right. We've had we, two of them up this summer. It's not that we try to restrict our message. It's just we realize you know what this is a spiritual battle. God has to to change hearts. It can't just be the the manipulation, the spreadsheets, the crunching of the numbers. Right. Um, and so. Abby, Abby Johnson says that um, when people are praying in front of abortion clinics, at least uh, the one she had, she said up to seventy five percent of the scheduled appointments are no shows. Wow. Well, no wow. shows means less money for Planned Parenthood. It, that's right. And it means less bloodshed. Right. And you know. It's just crazy what they're doing here in Illinois. Before we get off on the marijuana topic altogether here, um, what will you be saying to your congregation about marijuana when it hits, uh, what, in January? Uh, What will your youth leaders be telling the kids? Um, and parents. What will it, why will the, the teachers at Christian Liberty Academy be telling the kids about marijuana? Yeah, that, that's a it, that's a great question. We we probably I, I know it's been an issue that's been you know addressed as as the Bible deals with drunkenness. That's right. Uh, as it deals with, uh, I, I think the basic thing is uh, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Dave, I know you've done an article. Uh, yeah. On that very subject, I, I think that's that's the basic message: is what are we what are we allowing to be in control of our lives? Is it going to be a substance that makes us now 
lose that touch with reality and try to mask it with something. So um, it's it is going to become certainly more of a front and center issue, though I think with the legalization now. Kid, have kids been smoking marijuana before legalization? <laughs> you, sure, you got it. But now I think that there is a there is a changing dynamic. Just as I say, when we were talking earlier, when a government now says this is good behavior, it should be promoted. That does have. I think it, it's going to have even more of an effect, and it probably changes some of the dynamics of the distribution of it. That's right. How mm, how kids are able to access it and and get it. So, it has been an issue that we've had to deal with uh, at Listen, the school. And uh, Kevin, I, I wasn't a saint when I was a kid, and uh, you know, in high school, we were able to talk to big brothers uh, of our friends uh, to go get us the alcohol that we had yearned for. So, uh, it's it's not inconceivable <laughs> right. that uh, you know, big brothers and sisters will be saying, hey, you want me to get you a, a little stash? Yeah. And and I've actually, I've heard um, it, it's easier for kids to get marijuana than it is to get alcohol. See? Yeah. yeah. Already. 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 And it's not even legal. Right. You know, Monty, before we take a break here, um, I just want to remind our listeners that we are trying to promote the opt-out option. Uh, counties can opt out unincorporated areas of the uh, county from selling marijuana retail, okay? Uh, you can also opt out your village, your city, your township. Well, not township yet. We're trying to get that. But um, if you don't want your little village or your township to be a destination point for drug addicts trying to get their next you know, stash, um, you need to talk to your mayors and your trustees and your county board members and ask them to opt out out you're you're you can do this if it would be i would love to see you know 90 counties in the state of illinois to opt out of this uh and restrict the revenue going to our snollygosters in springfield yeah <laughs> calvin uh, as a illinois family action board member you would encourage our listeners and their friends and relatives to make a phone call to their mayor village trustees, et cetera, county board members to say, hey, I oppose this, and I, I don't want it in my community. You know, this, this might be a, a, good, um, a good local action policy. We're used to more calling our state reps, maybe our state senators or the governor. But I, I wonder how many, much, how many of us have been in touch with our mayor. That's right. On, on an issue. So maybe this can be, and you don't have to probably go as far or, uh, you know, if you wanted to meet face to face with your mayor, but uh, I think this would be a great, uh, a great action. Arlington Heights is a pretty large community. And uh, I, my understanding is I would love to think the mayor is favorable to this and the village of Arlington Heights, for example, would they, not they want are to considering bring this. It, Calvin. Uh, good. I'm, I'm glad, glad to hear that. Yep. Um, we're still in Cook County, so we're not going to get it countywide no, uh, at no. this point. But, but uh, you can safeguard Arlington the village. Heights. Yeah. It's, a, it's a beautiful town. It's a beautiful area. They've got a nice little downtown area. So why ruin it? <laughs> right. Well, you need to go to IllinoisFamily.org. That's right. And you'll see a little icon there on the homepage. Uh, community opt-out. Opt out. Yep. Community opt-out. And right. click on that. You can find a sample ordinance, ordinance. From, from Morton, Illinois, who was one of the first uh, municipalities to opt out. And now we've got all kinds coming up. Naperville. Naperville, which is very similar to Arlington right. Heights. They opted out already. So well, that's great. It can be done. That's right. Uh, but it takes uh, the public to say it no. Takes, it takes God's hands and feet. In other words, his church yep. to get active. All right. 
This is Illinois Family Spotlight. We will continue our conversation with the Right Reverend uh, Calvin Lindstrom after this. Michael Medved at michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. With much fanfare, the New York Times launched the 1619 Project, commemorating the 400th anniversary of the arrival of the first 20 enslaved Africans in Jamestown Colony. The Times misleadingly announced, though America did not even exist yet, the arrival marked its foundation, the beginning of the system of slavery on which the country was built. This sentence constitutes a dangerous lie because the new colony in Virginia hardly marked the beginning of the system of slavery, but rather the continuation of an ancient universal system that flourished in some form everywhere in 1619. What made America unique wasn't slavery, but the freedom and opportunity offered to most of the New World arrivals, resulting within 150 years in higher living standards and more widespread liberty than anywhere on earth. I'm Michael Medved. Thanks once again for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larrick here along with David Smith, the Executive Director of Illinois Family Institute, Illinois Family Action. We are joined by the Reverend Calvin Lindstrom, who's on the board with Illinois Family Action. He is the pastor of the Church of Christian Liberty and Christian Liberty Academy in Arlington Heights. School days, school days. Dear old golden <laughs> rule days, right? Can you believe it? School, Reading, school's writing, in. Arithmetic and LGBT history. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Um, Calvin, you're not teaching LGBT history at uh, Christian Liberty Academy, right? Well, we have to teach some of the history in terms of what's been happening. And uh, I, I started teaching 22 years ago. And the the issue of what was going on in the homosexual movement was was certainly in force in 97 sure. 98 and you know I would I would teach eighth graders uh, at that time you know this is this is what's taking place and over just 10 years it it is amazing how what was a train maybe moving at 20 miles an hour became you know a, a high speed japanese rail train wow yeah <laughs> you know if, if you can use that analogy it no one sold to the japanese right no exactly <laughs> it, it it went from you know an issue that was gaining ground to boy it it just it just took over so i i you know we've witnessed some of this history just sure. the profound change so there is no you can't oppose this in any school setting right in any most of the, your businesses Yep, that's right. Um, you know, if, if you stand up against uh, this, you you're going to be a marked person. So, Calvin, they're they're teaching in our government schools uh, sex ed uh, from sixth grade on the how tos. Okay, um, now with this LGBT, you know, non discrimination, you know, type stuff, they're going to be teaching uh, the how tos of gay sex. They're obviously, we already know, we'll touch on this in a minute, the transgender, they're embracing this whole transgender um, uh, nonsense. And, 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 and you know, if, if we believe Facebook, there's 52 different genders out there, right? So th- this is coming to Male, our... Male, female. Okay, yeah, that's two. <laughs> Joe Biden just says three. Joe, Joe says three. <laughs> yeah. What a bigot. What know, an absolute exactly. bigot. He is way behind the uh, the science on, on this now. All right. So, so but, you know, then you add to 
Um, to all that, the mix of uh, bullying in our schools, you know, peer pressure, um, we've got uh, shootings, violence uh, coming in, we've got in our government schools them undermining our faith, saying, you know, we evolved from a one-cell myoba or what it Amoeba. Amoeba, that's it. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> that's a new word. That's a new word. I just coined it. Uh, yeah, it hasn't been discovered yet. That's the missing link, Monty. Anyway, <laughs> um, so here's my question. How dangerous are government schools to our children's spiritual, emotional, and mental health? Uh, I would say extremely dangerous. Extremely dangerous. Uh, sadly, in, in my perspective, sadly, most Christians in, in the, let's say, the northwest suburbs still are putting their trust in the government school systems. Right. And I, by God's grace, there are kids who come out oh, absolutely. You know, still, still believing in the Lord. But we can't look at it at the individual basis. Thankfully, there are people who escape fires. That's there right. are people who escape uh, airplane crashes and car crashes. So the, the fact that there are people who escape doesn't justify uh, what, what, is, what is taking place. And, and I would say all the more reason in Illinois to support Christian schools or to choose to homeschool is you see the state more and more becoming uh, restrictive and what, it, what it's promoting, you got to get out of it. Otherwise, in a sense, you're contributing to that So would you, uh, would you agree process. if I say that the government is promoting its religious views, secular religious views, would you agree with that? Am I going too far? Oh, without a doubt. All, so, all education has a religious basis. That's right. Uh, we're not just talking about, you know, the schools don't just teach welding and shop classes, and even those you could say have a, religious, math, have right? a religious basis. Math has a religious basis too, but schooling is not just uh, the mechanics. Uh, it, they're, they're, in fact, they're more about the worldview than just about the mechanics. Uh, yeah. That that's is there uh, an and, LGBT and, connection to welding? I'm sure there is. <laughs> <laughs> Asking ye shall receive. <laughs> uh, I, I've been preaching through Romans one in uh, one of our chapels um, with our homeschool program, and you, you see what Paul says that they're given up to uh, both perversion. They're given up to feudal thinking, right? And right. that you, you see how relevant Scripture is, Romans one, with what we're dealing with uh, today. And uh, Lori has written some articles. That's uh, right. if, if I can reference them, absolutely. Um, one one of the articles that I have up on my screen: "Look what's in store for public school students in Illinois." Yikes! <laughs> uh, is is that headline? And um, Governor Pritzker on Friday, that would have been the Friday past. Uh, signed a LGBTQ school indoctrination bill into law. That's right. Doesn't take place until July 2020, but I would say <laughs> it doesn't mean we have lots of time. Uh, no, yeah. no. Well, it's a sanitized version of so-called LGBT history. Uh, you know, when we teach history about George Washington, we talk about his uh leadership as uh, the general during the American Revolution and his other accomplishments as our first president. But they also mentioned that he owned slaves. But with this LGBT history bill, well, we're not going to hear about the bad from some of the key leaders of the movement. And that's, that's you know, it's so hypocritical. Yeah, and, and some of this... Uh 
California, I think, has been experimenting this. Uh, yeah, they passed a bill for, a couple of years ago on that, of course, and we're following their lead right, right? For, for a while. So uh, I, I think what this is doing is, is similar to what we were talking about in the, in the previous, uh, previous uh, section. This is just another um, reflection in the law that this is good, upright, and worthy of praise. That's right. It no, so, it's normalizing an, uh, a behavior that Scripture calls sinful. You know, there is a, a sexual morality in Scripture. God says it's for marriage. One man, one woman, that's where you do it. <laughs> and and I think some of what this bill is, there are certainly in our state, not every government school has the same, maybe same radical agenda that would come out of, uh, let's say, uh, Deerfield High School or, or some of these uh, North very, Shore, yeah. yeah, very, you know, schools that definitely have an agenda. What this bill is going to basically force now, these rural schools now yeah. <laughs> have, have to have the same mindset as the more uh, progressive schools in other parts. I, I think that's part of the purpose of this bill. Well, we like to use regressive, Calvin. Yeah, there cannot be any dissent <laughs> that's right, that's right. From, from the party line. That's right. And so probably in some, some government schools, this bill doesn't change anything, sadly. They're, they probably have already embraced But now this, this is a agenda. mandate. But, oh, yeah, no, now it's a mandate. But in, let's say, quote, more conservative areas, kindergarten this is now. Kindergarten 12th grade. That's kindergarten right. through 12th grade. Kindergarten. They want so to right. start young. Thank you for emphasizing yeah. that. Yeah. Five you years know, old. You know, it's yeah. funny. Some of the uh, black caucus members in Springfield initially were holding up their vote on this bill because there is a mandate to teach black history in our schools, right? But their complaint was it isn't getting done. Um I have observed, and maybe you have too, over the years, the the political influence of the black community has waned to the LGBT community. The LGBT community is now much more of a political player than even the minority communities, black and Hispanics. Well, you, you can bet that they are going to insist that this will be taught. Oh, yeah, that's what I was, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, they're, uh, you know, we talk about intersectionality and uh, some of these buzzwords, critical race theory, et cetera. Yep. Uh, there, there's, there's no doubting that uh, the LGBTQ movement has, has been very successful, even more than some of the other radical movements in getting their agenda across. And uh, this is where um, those in the African-American community do have to wake up and see um, they, they've been co-opted. <laughs> Their voice has been has been taken to to use for perversion rather than for speaking out on, on on some issues that should be certainly addressed. So a little while ago, we posted an article from uh, Jonathan Lewis, uh, who writes for us every so often, a couple articles a month, and he said that um, Christians are unequally yoked here by sending our children to government schools and having them teach. Uh, our children, their uh, their religious views, and we're trying to obviously instill in them Christian worldview. Um, two verses come to mind, Calvin. Number one says, you know, when um, the teaching is done, a pupil will become like his teacher, right? I, mm -hmm. I, you help me with that. That's my paraphrase. Right, yeah. And then bad company corrupts good behavior. And this is uh, my fear about, or a couple of them, reason 102 and 104 of why Christians shouldn't be sending their kids to government schools. You, you have a refuge there at, in Arlington That's right. Heights. That's right, exactly. With Christian Liberty Academy, a place where parents can send their kids 
and they're confident. Yep. They can be confident that they're going to get great instruction in math, et cetera, but also it'll be bathed in morality. That, that's right. It, the Christian worldview, biblical values aren't going to be undermined at your school. In fact, they're going to be reinforced. That's what we uh, we try to emphasize is we are a partner with parents in terms of teaching them God's truth. Parents have to take that responsibility first and foremost. We can't replace it, but Amen. we can uh, we can support and partner with with parents. So that that really, I mean, maybe it sounds like a buzzword, but that really does motivate what we do because we recognize parents have been given the responsibility for their children's education. They can't give that up. They, they can't can farm it out. Enlist help, uh, and and they need to obviously be part of a local church that's teaching God's truth, but it, I, I believe, especially as we consider where our culture is heading, um, th there is no time for children to be in government schools when you consider the amount of time that that is being spent. Uh, I, I once calculated one year in school is more instruction than in at least five to six years of being in a church. So if you take four years of high school, that is more instruction than twin, over 20 years in a church. Amazing. So, you know, you, you do do the math uh, in, in terms of how that, uh, how that shapes and affects us. As I say, thankfully, there are kids who, who don't give in to the pressure. But it, as we look at what's taking place, uh, not just in Illinois, but let's say in, in large denominations where you see how many kids walk away from the faith. Yeah. And, and I think we have to say some of this has to go back to education, not Absolutely. that Christian schools are magical in terms of changing hearts. God, through the Holy Spirit, must change hearts. That's right. But uh, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. We can, we do have the freedom to speak God's Word. And uh, so, so it's not too late to get your kids out of the government school system and into a Christian school or homeschool, right? School, right? right. Uh, school may be starting in your local school district. You can pull them out and put them in a Christian school. Uh, you can see us in Arlington Heights, or you can still make the choice to homeschool. It, it, it's not too late. So Christian Liberty Academy and other Christian schools supplement what parents should be doing at home by impressing upon their children their faith and the biblical values uh, that we read. Uh, um, 100%. And yep. would you agree that they parents grandparents even at this yep. point, need to double down given the cultural uh, time that we live in. You know, Scripture says, uh, you know, that you, per, you should persevere in this wicked generation. Boy, it sounds like the, the Apostle Paul was writing today, right? Uh, we live in a very wicked, perverse generation. Yeah. Parents and grandparents need to double down on impressing the, biblical, uh, the Bible on, on uh, the kids' hearts. With, without a doubt, and, and that's the, the Deuteronomy 6 command. You know, Israel, when they enter the Promised Land, they're not entering a land that is, uh, let's say, an abandoned jungle or, or desert. It's filled with Canaanites, <laughs> right? Pagans. That's, Pagans. that's why Deuteronomy 6, impress these things on your children, because if you don't, they're going to be exposed to the, pagan the, the teaching of the Amorites and, and the right. others in the land. So. You know, Deuteronomy 6 is, is given to a people that know they're going to be coming into a dangerous situation. That's why I think it is so applicable Amen. for Christians living living in our own so, age. So Lori has also written, and we've talked about it on our podcast here, um, Christian churches should put aside a deacon's fund or a special fund to help supplement tuition costs for uh uh, parents who can't homeschool, parents yep. who cannot afford Christian school, instead of sending foreign missionaries, we need to help save, pervert, uh, preserve, and equip 
the young people uh, within our own congregations. I, I, I would love if even 10% of churches did something like that. Yeah. And uh, the uh, I'll, I'll just say this, running a Christian school has become increasingly difficult. The, the economic costs um, just really are spiraling out of control. So not every Christian church will be able to start a Christian school, but how about if they supported a local Christian school? That's right. To, to give assistance, and they could do Have that. Have a scholarship. Yep, simply by helping parents be able to make that choice in an increasingly difficult economic reality. And that in we our find culture, here. we have lots of single mothers. Help those single mothers send their kids to a good Christian school. Yep. You know? No, so I, I, tell, I, us, tell us about the programs at Christian Liberty Academy and your homeschool options. Uh, we, we offer uh, opportunities for children three years old through up through, let's say, 18, uh, preschool through high school, 15 grades. We had uh, <laughs> this last grades. year was our first group of students that had been at our school for 15 years. And wow. there were some very impressive ones. Wow. Uh, by, by God's grace, some of them were, were at the, Your dad had the a top vision. of the class. Um, you know, some actually some of this, um, well, yes, he did, by God's grace. Uh, the preschool started, I think, two years after my dad died. But um, so from three years old to... Uh, up through senior high school, we do offer a, a rigorous uh, Christian-centered, and and I think one of the things that we like to emphasize is you're actually your child can do more at a smaller school in some cases than they can at a bigger school. Sure. In terms of sports, drama, some of the other activities. Um, so it, small doesn't mean lack of opportunity uh, in in all cases. In in some cases, it can mean more opportunity for kids to to be able to do a variety of sports and, and not be so entirely focused just on one thing. And then for parents who, who want to teach their children at home, we do offer a full, full service program. Uh, that would be kindergarten through 12th grade, though we do have preschool resources. And uh, as I say, we work with uh, still uh, almost 2,000 students all over the world. Uh, we have a school in Uganda that has been partnering with us now for the last uh, number of uh, three or four years. I hear and, that in uh, the next 20 years, there's going to be more uh, Christians in Uganda going out and anywhere else in the world. It, there, it, there is some fantastic opportunity in a place like Uganda yeah. for, for, the, for the truth. And, and a very entrepreneurial family that wanted to start a Christian school, they, I think they were homeschooling. Uh, using some of our resources, and uh, by God's grace, we've had a relationship with them for the last, uh, I think, four years now. So, so where would our listeners find uh, this information? Uh, they can go, I, the The single website would be christianliberty.com, uh, christianliberty.com. And they can get both the regular... Uh, and they can find out about all that, that we offer there. Wonderful. What's the latest date for enrollment? Uh, I would say September 5th. September <laughs> do, it, 5th? do it now, earlier, yeah. but, you know, we, we start school, I think, the 5th, so... Uh, yeah. There, there is time, and you can get your child out of the government schools. Wow. Are, do you offer any kind of scholarships, anything like that? You know, we, we do work with families, uh, you know, which some of it's on a case-by-case basis. Uh, sure. We, we would do what we can to try to get your child into a Christian school. Well, Grandma and Grandpa so. might say, Johnny, instead of giving you those toys for Christmas, we're going to help you out with your tuition at That's Christian right. Liberty Academy. You know, a, a child may not appreciate that initially. But the, the best gifts are not always the ones immediately recognized. They're yep. the ones that are the most valuable That's for right. that child's soul. So good good suggestion there, Monty. <laughs> Wrap it up with a bow. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of wrapping it up. Yeah, we got to wrap it up here. Thank you so much, uh, Pastor Calvin yep, Lindstrom, the uh, pastor of Christian 
uh, Liberty Academy and uh, the Church of Christian Liberty in Arlington Heights. He's also on the board of Illinois Family Action. A reminder, you need to get your tickets for the Faith Family and Freedom Banquet with our Early Bird Special uh, uh, expires on, uh, the day after Labor Day or right. Labor uh, Day. So uh, individual tickets, $100, and right. the ticket prices go up. To uh, 125 Yeah, and then you can buy a table if you like or other arrangements. But the Reverend Franklin Graham is going to be our keynote speaker. I'm pretty sure he'll have something to say about the public school system <laughs> and the life issue and another key issue. You think that, he might be a little motivational? I think he should be. Okay. I think he's going to have a bold challenge for Christians today. You need to hear it. Yep. So uh, give us a call at 708-781-9328 or visit our website at illinoisfamily.org. Click events and you can uh, find out all the information you need to attend the Faith, Family, and Ver Freedom Bank at the Faith, Family, Say that three times. Faith, Family, and Freedom Banquet. <laughs> uh, November 1, it's out here in Tinley Park, so uh, right off of uh, 80 in Harlem. Easy to get to. All right, thank you so much. And uh, tell a friend about Illinois Family Spotlight. Will you do that? Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to Illinois Family Spotlight. For more information, please visit us at ifiaction.org and look for us on Facebook and Twitter. If you would like to email us questions or comments, please do so at feedback at ifiaction.org. Until next time, stay engaged and keep your eyes on the prize.